Morning, hello. It's another episode of Horizon Scan. How are you, Hugh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Every time, every time. Before you hit record, you're like, this is a, and then you hit, and then you hit record, and you go, "Good morning, hello." I don't know why you care about this. <laughs> why is it funny? <laughs> this amuses me. It's like it's like someone switching the telephone voice for the answer. It's like your recording voice is. Oh, is it starting anyway? Yeah, it's fine. I know people whose personalities change entirely when you hit record on a podcast. Drastically, really. Oh, drastically, drastically. That's yeah, what, that's weird. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't I mean, well, it's not that weird. You can imagine that people on TV and all that—they're the same. They're, they're well, we know they're a different persona off-screen than what they are on. I think. It's but you wouldn't think so. For Joe Vlogs is coming on the Hey Show a podcast. Do you know what I mean? Relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're a podcast with such such reach, they need to be careful, don't they? Yeah. Very funny A game. Well, to be fair, it's more more A game than this fucking show shit is. So, um, yeah. okay, you're not supposed to agree with that. Uh, oh. What were you about first? So, I I I Hugh's been busy because he got he's a real person has has a job and a life. Obviously, I have a job and a life, but it's it's not a real person job and life. So Hugh's been busy, so he hasn't been tracking some of the stuff that I have. So. I, there's a couple of things I just think are worth a brief mention this morning first that he doesn't necessarily know much about yet. So he might he might be Googling as we're talking. Um, the first one is just, I thought it's just worth mentioning what's happening in Hawaii. Now, if you rabbit hole this, you're going to see some mad shit because there's some mad shit coming up about it. But what the, the basis of what it seems to me is there's a load of fires in Hawaii. Okay, and depending on your point of view, it depends how why that why and how that happened and why it was as bad as it was. Um, what seems relatively fucking stable, because <laughs> it's like I said, there's some real mad shit. <laughs> is that the area that burns very badly was has been people have been trying to buy that for quite some time. To develop it, and uh, the people who live there, the Hawaiians, don't want that. I've been pushing back against it for quite a, a long period, and uh, magically, it then it burns in a really fucking weird way, and it looks a bit sketch. To be frank, <laughs> it looks a little bit sketchy. But aside from that. It's just the way it seems to be getting handled with optics-wise and like just just really the response by the American government about it. It's just crackers. So do you remember when Hurricane Katrina happened and Bush royally fucked up the response to it? Basically just waved it off and then was sort of told, you need to go try and do at least something about this big guy. And it was terrible optics. It looked really bad. Well, this is kind of similar. Like at a time when there's billions being given to you to another country, the, the well, firstly, your man Biden hasn't spoken publicly about it. He's done it. I saw a tweet he did. He hasn't spoken about it in any sort of statements. Going, you know, really, just just do a just do the bookshy bollocks that politicians do and. Come on TV and go, I feel really sorry for you. I'm always thinking about you and my prayers and all that shit. Just do that. He hasn't bothered to do that. Um, at the time of recording this anyway, he hadn't. He was asked about it and he said no comments and got in his car. <laughs> it's fucking mental. Oh, did, you see the one, did you see the one where he's on his bike? Yes. <laughs> he's on a, out on a jolly on his bicycle and they said, oh, are you planning to go to Hawaii? He said, oh, we're, looking, we're looking at the options or something. And then he said, bye. And cycled yeah. Exactly. The they come to the beach all week. Yeah. But that, and now they, they, he's, he's, they're giving uh, every family $700 square, to square them away. That'll be great. Yeah, that squares them away, doesn't it? 700 quid. That'll fix all the problems. <laughs> anyway, so I think that's pretty bad. And that's probably worth tracking. I, 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 it's one of those things that 
just feels smelly. It feels very smelly the way it's happened. Um, and the, the, <laughs> depending on which rabbit hole you go down, it depends how smelly. But it's certainly a bit sketch. And the other thing is Germany. So and this, this, I don't know what people are going to think about this one, but like, what, like, you give me, what's your thoughts on democracy before we start with this? And I tell you what's going on in Germany. Well, what, yeah, what has happened in Germany? What's been spoke about? What are you asking me? What was the question? Give me, give, give me your thoughts on democracy. What's like, what is like the point of it? And yeah. Give, give you my thoughts on democracy. Uh, my th- oh, Jesus Christ, that's a question. Okay. Okay, the, the, democracy the when... Go on. Democracy and idea, ideas and what ideas are acceptable and all those things. Where do you stand on that? I'm, I'm struggling. I understand what you're asking me, but I'm going to answer, and this is not really what... So when I think about okay. democracy, when I think about okay. democracy, what I think is is that it there should it is a, 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 a way of governing people. Focus. Yeah, it does, it does automatically. It's a way of governing people where you empower people to direct the to direct the people in power on how they want the country to run, but enough governance so people can't take the piss or make catastrophically bad decisions because they don't understand the decisions they're making. That's how I think it should work. Okay. So what's going on in Germany is there's a party called Change for Germany. It's a CFD, so like fucking some sort of German word for change for Deutschland or whatever. <laughs> who have been seen as like if the thing is I've heard them described as far right but what the fuck does that even mean anymore but the point is they get, they've got like 21% of the vote now they're doing like better they're coming to start threatening the people who are in power and they're talking about banning them banning the party yes so wow. that doesn't seem like a good idea to me. That doesn't seem like democracy. And that, to be frank, it, whether they're far right or not, whether they're absolutely it's alternative or not, it's AFD, alternative for Germany, alternative for Deutschland, AFD. Yeah, yeah. If the people want them in, that's democracy, isn't it? Why are they talking the about freedom? banning them? Because they're far right. That's what they. That's the yeah. The standard talking point on it is that they're far right. And obviously Germany has, you know, reasons to be a bit fucking touchy about that stuff. But I still don't think that you should be banning parties, especially if they're threatening people who are in power, if you know what I mean. If you start, because we see, we're seeing something kind of similar to that in America. doesn't matter what you think of Trump. doesn't matter what you think of Biden. You know, they're trying to do something that means that he isn't able to run. Well, this is interesting. This is interesting. Okay. I'm just looking. You're going to tell me that's full of shit. Let me give you the three high high level. I, I, I've just looked at one article. So I haven't just done six hours of research, or six days of research, or six minutes of research. You're right? suggesting I have. No. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you three high level bullet points sort of manifesto things that alter, uh, alternative for Germany. Okay. are um, being proposed. Now, in this article, they're being referred to as far-right, but not extremists or anything like that, okay? okay. So um, they're doing what normal opposition do, and they say that the federal government are failing and they're, and and that the, and the government are a threat to their prosperity and all that. So they're saying we need change. Right, so... When it comes to the war in Ukraine, they want peace negotiations instead of weapons deliveries. When it comes to migration, they have advocated tightening the borders instead of, uh, says you, instead of recruiting skilled workers. I think that's the this article, whoever wrote it in a bit. Anyway, they've advocated tightening the borders. And then, um, they are also, 
an aggressive opponent of the government's energy and climate policy. Where does that sound like? Where does that sound like? What what that? So those three things they're talking about there sound like maybe what a lot of the general population want to think about. It does sound like that, doesn't it? It does sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, like we did see. You can you can go you can flap about this stuff. What's wrong with those three things? What's wrong with all wrong with those things? Well, <laughs> the, one, the, cli- the climate change one that is like. But what's yeah. wrong with you know? When I say I mean that is that's not. It's not. To most people, it isn't obviously. And I say I say most people. I include myself in that. It's not obvious what the way forward should be and what the threat really is. Right? It's okay. either one thing or the other. Right? But nice. war in Ukraine, fucking right. Let's chill out. <laughs> so peace negotiations. Stop piling the money in America uh, yeah. and EU. And what was the other one? That was oh, and uh, immigration. Yeah. The EU yeah. have got it. Have got it worse than what the UK have got in terms of immigration. They are fucking. They are in major dramas because of their open border policy. It's like the dirty little secret that they don't want to get out. They are in, they are in a world of pain. Like. Yeah. Orders of magnitude worse than what we think we've got, or or, or will have, right? So on those two, it's like no brainer. Yeah, like control the borders. Well, it doesn't and, matter if you agree with them or not, but they they seem reasonable positions, don't they? Yeah, they're reason- yeah good point. Yeah, they're reasonable things. Like, well, okay, that's fair enough. That's doesn't a reasonable sound, thing that the man on the street might want to Doesn't sound far right to me. No, it's, it doesn't sound like that party should be banned, does it? No. No, no. Fuck. Just even even thinking that way, having that as a thought process about how democracy works is just mental. It's just it's not a good thing to be even talking about. Well, it sounds I mean sounds like to me that that that, well let's ban them rhetoric, if that's come about in any in a serious way in Germany, is because the popular support for AFD, the party, is growing. Yeah, I said CFD, didn't I? Yeah, AFD. Yeah, it's true. But the thing is, you've got to ask why that's the case. And it's probably like it is here, where the public are fed up of being told that the people they put in power are going to do something and they're either being ignored or them just blatantly doing the opposite of it. Like, they don't seem to realise that their manifesto the, however they see their manifesto or not, the public, the manifesto is effectively their advertisements for what they're going to do when they're in power. And the, the public see the manifesto as, okay, there's the tick list of things you're going to try and get done. And if you don't do any of them or don't try and get any of them done, or do like literally the opposite of it a lot of the time, and certainly in this country that's happened, the public are going to go, right, well, fuck you, you've had your chance, fuck off. I'm gonna. We're gonna vote for somebody else, and you can't then turn around and go. Well, you can't vote for them. It's a real problem, and they, you shouldn't have that normalised. There, you've got. There's other countries around the world. I mean, that's probably worth it. And Google. There's other other countries around the world at the moment. I think Brazil's one. There's a few others where opposition parties have basically been banned and say you can't vote for this person, or the or the leaders have been sort of ushered out in a bit of a fucking smelly way. But, okay, so let's look at it from the opposite, the opposite end here. In what circumstance would it be okay to ban a party? I don't think it would. If the system, if the system works and it's true and if we're not doing any sketchy stuff, playing with numbers, and it's true that the, that party actually is winning, I don't think you can do anything about it because if you but do what something about, about it, what, what about a party that's got, I don't know, 5% of the support from the public? In what circumstance would it be okay? Well, why would they be a threat? Ignore, ignore, how much, ignore how much support they've got. Ignore, ignore yeah. how many, how, what, what percentage of the population like, yeah, we love yeah. the yeah, party. Yeah. In what circumstance would it be okay to ban a party? I don't think it would. There must be something illegal, nefarious things like I, I don't know. Well, breaking the law is breaking the law, isn't it? So that would be one of the things. If they would, the law breaking would be the individuals, wouldn't it? So you'd remove the individuals, yeah. and then you'd you'd assume that that would be 
that damage that would be done to the party because of those individual, that individual or individuals doing what they did, that that would just, the public support would dwindle to the point that that party isn't really a threat. I mean, we've had sort of right, we've had right wing and, and far right party or extremist, extreme, I will say, extremist parties in the past, haven't we? That didn't go anywhere. I mean, they, they've existed. They haven't been banned and they didn't go anywhere. But they didn't go anywhere. Um, Sinn Féin, obviously still about, you know. Uh, what about in the UK? Who has anything like that in the UK? Didn't we have a, didn't we have like a National Front type party at some point? I think we did. There was certainly like a, you know, the National Front was a thing, wasn't it? I don't know if they ever got um, a natural like party together. But even that, I don't think that matters. I think you've got to let people, the whole point of it is that people choose yeah. who, who is in power. And I don't think you can stop any party. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you, yeah, I agree. Otherwise, I the whole agree. system doesn't work, does it? Yeah, I agree. Who's deciding what's bad? Probably the people who are in power. Yeah, I agree. Now, that's why, let's say you have the worst possible. Opinion of Donald Trump. Uh, Let's say you have uh, the worst possible opinion of him. You know, which many people have. If people want to vote for him, they can vote for him. What happened in Nazi Germany? Nazis were a party. Yeah. What was the problem the Nazis or was the problem the Adolf? Well, I don't think they, I don't think they got like a mega share of the vote. I don't think it was a, like a you know tidal wave of support. I think they might have scraped in, but they got in. I suppose the question is: there would there have been could there have been an opportunity? Would there have been an opportunity to, in that scenario to ban a party? But I don't think. Yeah, you know, would you have seen it coming? I don't think you would have. Would you? You still can't ban it. No, but in that scenario, because we're talking here, right, and we're literally just saying the public will yeah. sort it out. You're not going to let morons get in power, right? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if public want more ones, that's what the public get. If you want to elect an absolute scumbag, you fuck, you elect him. Mm. And then you, the rest of the world can shun you, the rest of the world can go, what the fuck are you doing, and all this stuff. But... That I think, if you're having a, a a country that is 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 a democracy, you've got to be allowed to vote in the worst possible people if you want to. <laughs> and, and then your country as a whole suffers the international repercussions of that, and your own repercussions at home if you've made a big error. Yeah. But if, as soon as there's yeah. any outside interference with it, it's not a democracy. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. So I've done. We went relatively deep on that, but I was just wanted to say it's like a. I, I I saw that happen, and the fact that it's even being spoken about as being a possibility that oh, what we can ban parties now. Where, oh, right. where did you see it then? Who mentioned it? It was in the Telegraph. But who call? Who's calling for the banning? Don't tell me it was a British reporter. Fuck. I didn't see it. I didn't see. I didn't, I, dude, you know I don't look into anything. I just like I read. I read the news where I find the news. And I, I sort of get vibes about, oh, who's writing this and who's writing this, as in, like, the directions things are coming from. I don't necessarily read the full articles all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw it in a couple of places. But even <laughs> the fact that it was, could even be a thing. I feel yeah. actually, if I think back, I think it might have been a German politician that was asking for it. I think. Go on, have a quick look and make see how much of a knob I am. But I think that was the case. Um, this problem with this is, probably half a time. I'm looking through this stuff. I'm thinking, fucking hell, don't like that. And then I don't know I'm going to talk about it when we get to here because we don't plan this. So I'll bring um, things up. Germany is, look at this. Look at, look at this. I mean, just listen to this, this line. Germany is debating whether to ban the far-right alternative for Germany party as it surges to 21% in the polls. Amid warnings from intelligence officials that its members are becoming increasingly extreme. Now, let's go back. So the, gov the government, 
which I consider him banning a party whose popularity is surging. <laughs> That's basically the first line. That's what it says. They're getting really popular. Yeah. Let's consider banning them. I want to look at the. I want to look at the extreme, increasingly extreme bit though. It's, it's Telegraph paywall, isn't it? You bastard, absolute bastard. But the problem is those things don't mean anything anymore, do they? And this is why I want to look at. I want to look at. I don't want to look at what, what they're saying. I know extremely. I'm not saying about you. You should look at it. I'm just saying that those those words don't mean anything. It irritates me. You can't have proper discourse about anything anymore because half of the terms have been butchered to mean something completely different. So far, yeah, right, but, um, you, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Anymore. Extreme doesn't mean anything anymore. You could point out, like, how, yeah, I know what you mean, but like things like are they becoming increasingly extreme? We should ban them. That's so subjective. Uh, by whose measure? What goalposts have you moved to make it so that they're now illegal or something? Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I'm going to carry out all this with, as you probably do. I don't know, like, this party's history. They may have been they may have been assassinating Jews 10 years ago, and that's why everyone hates them. Don't know. Don't know. I, I doubt they were. But uh, Okay. The German president, Frank Walter Steinmeier, made an ex- extraordinary – I didn't even know they had a president – made an extraordinary intervention last week. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He delivered a stark warning that the enemies of democracy could soon be in a position to erode Germans' freedom and to brutalize society. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was abundantly clear that Steinmeier had the right-wing populist AFD in his sights and, and the tools he alluded to, as set out in the German constitution, include banning the party outright. Ah, that's interesting. This is precisely how his comments have been interpreted and written up in the German and global media. As shocking as it may sound, Steinmeier would not be alone in supporting a ban on the AFD. An editorial in German news magazine Der Spiegel last week called for the enemies of the Constitution to, in, in, in the inverted commas to be banned, claiming that it's time to defend democracy with sharper weapons. Claimed that... Okay, so the German Institute for Human Rights, a major state-funded think tank, claimed last month that the AFD is sufficiently hostile to the German constitution to be legally disbanded. Nancy Pfizer, interior minister in the ruling Socialist Democrat part in government, is also known to support a ban. These calls have only been getting louder as the AFD has grown in support over the past year. Although the AFD lost ground in the 2021 federal elections, the populists are now polling ahead of the governing, the governing Social Democrat Party. Social Democrat Party. Yeah. And while it's polling second nationally behind the centre-right CDU, it is currently topping the polls in four out of Germany's five eastern states, three of which are holding elections next year. Fucking hell. Yeah, so there's two bits there, isn't there? One is, it still seems like a real fucking bad idea to, to ban them, <laughs> in my view. However, it says they've got something written into their constitution that allows them. Now, yeah. when was that constitution written up? Is that post-war? Yeah, it has to be. It's got to be, isn't it? I'm, I'm so if they've actually got something like that and they think that was a good idea, you know, Germany can do what it wants. If that's actually in the constitution, they can do it. Uh, we've, to be honest, I don't know fucking anything. We've probably got something like that in our constitution. <laughs> Who knows? But I don't think it's a good idea. I'm looking now. Um, okay. okay. So, oh, it's a PDF. Son of a bitch. One second. Oh, God. German, German is crazy language, isn't it? This is crazy word. Uh, this publication is called Bundesverfassungsgericht. <laughs> which is all one word. Okay, but proceedings for the prohibition of political parties. While, so blah, 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 blah. While a state should have as little influence as possible over their actions, a militant democracy, a militant democracy must be able to combat anti-constitutional parties. In order to reconcile both aspects, the basic law provides that proceedings for the prohibition of political parties are decided by the federal constitutional court rather than by the executive. 
Okay. This okay. ensures that the decision is rendered by an independent court solely on the basis of constitutional law. So why can you do it? What's Oh, so you can you can prohibit them. You can also exclude from state funding. Okay, so far the constitutional court has twice prohibited a party. Oh, uh, cool. The Socialistische Reichspartei (SRP) was prohibited in 1952, and the Kommunistische Partei Deutschlands (KPD) in 1956. The proceedings for the prohibition of MPD, National Democratic Party Deutschland, initiated in 2001, were discontinued in 2003 on procedural grounds. Blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know when it came in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Article, article 21.2. 21, 21, when was that then? Let's have a look at this. Sorry. Uh, basic law for the Federal Republic of Germany was published. Oh, 1949. So the basic law, the basic law for the Federal Republic of Germany, revised version. Uh, no, no, original version. Yeah, 1949. Makes sense. Has been revised a bunch of times since, but I'm with you. Don't ban pies. No, yeah, no, yeah. Convinced. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Don't bad parties, got to keep them. But I'm also, I also think, whether I, I agree with it or not, if that's the German constitution, you should be allowed to run your country how you want to. You know what I mean? They're allowed to ban. They've got a. They had a flap after the war and thought, right, we need to ban parties. Sometimes go for it. So I don't think it's a fucking good idea. I don't think it'll work. You know, properly, yeah. especially when. From what we've obviously in the brief Googling and stuff that you've done there, they don't seem like anything out of the ordinary. They just seem like people who've got different ideas to, to the people in power. I wonder what makes them far right. I don't see any of those three things makes them far right. I just don't see it. Like the no. suggestion is that if you question if you question net zero green policy, climate change stuff, any of it, that makes you far right. Of course, that's what, you know, if you want borders to be tightened up, no, that isn't. If you don't want any non non homeland country in your homeland, that's different, right? If you want your borders tightened up, that's far right. Apparently, hello, I'd like the borders tightened up, please. Thanks. Yeah, so would I. More, more so skeptical, skeptical about some of the net zero stuff. Thanks. And then what was the other yeah. one? What was the first one? Oh yeah, and I, I'd rather we weren't. Rather, the thing in Ukraine wasn't going on. Thanks. <laughs> I'm perpetuating it. Thanks. Am I far right? So it sounds like it. And you ask. And you ask, yeah. I mean, she see my pie. It's probably a good pie. <laughs> <laughs> Part of your pants. So, yeah, the people didn't expect to have the German constitution read to them at fucking <laughs> first thing in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, um, that just seems like a bad idea. Doesn't seem like a very good idea to do. And um, this, yeah. this is a nice segue though into Dom's Dom's thing. <clears throat> yes. So we're we're gonna for those who don't like him, don't care, whatever. We're gonna just annoy you this morning. You might you also turn off now because we're gonna talk about Dom Cummings and his uh, idea for a new party. Go well, on. yeah. I mean, on, on that, like if. If you, I, I don't like him or dislike him. What I do do is I enjoy reading his stuff. Like, I yeah. don't know the guy, but I enjoy reading his stuff, right? Um, but this article, and I put it into my Discord yesterday again. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Because not the full article, I put the link in. Okay. Right? But the article, I, I think it's one that anyone who's got a remote interest in politics or how we're getting governed. I was really unhappy with the way we've been governed and what the opposition is. So the current status, Labour, Lib Dems, Conservative, if you think everything's really fucking rotten and needs to change, this article from Dom Cummings is a great place to start to see what, to see, trying like a little insight into maybe why we're in the position we are and also what what, what is a potential way out of it. Because the article's fucking brilliant. I, I, I'm, I'm about now, about two-thirds of the way through it now. 
And it's like you said, he is, and he's been he's been alluding to this for about six months now about a opportunity for a startup party, something very different opportunity for a startup to come along and actually have a real chance of competing with Labour Conservatives. Um, and he's been saying he's going to drop an article out about it for ages, and then now he's done it. Um, uh, what one of the things I really liked about it, which is what a lot of people I speak to about politics, just show blogs like you and I talk about, is you know the need to the, the, the problem with having um, lifelong politicians and people from certain classes in, in politics. And one of the things that Dom specifically says in his article. So I'll, I'll read it verbatim. verbatim. So he says, in, in particular, T- he refers to it in the article as TSP, the Startup Party, just just as a as a working title. In particular, TSP needs to find some great people from the world of entrepreneurs, investors, armed forces, uh, police, NHS, education, uh, and uh, research and small businesses. He's basically, basically break the mold type thing. And this is just one tiny bit of his article. The article's long. Uh, I like that. I like, I like, I like that. Um, I like being able to say that. He's able to say that and it not be a pipe dream because when you put it in context with the rest of the article, like, okay, this is, this could actually be a possibility. Possibility. Go on. I, yeah. I cut you off right at the start of that rant. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, I think it's, um, I think it's you've got. I would. I'll stick the link in my Discord as well. Like I think you, you should give it a read, even if you you must be able to um, get some sort of trial thing. Even if you pay pay a tenner to get for one month, it's worth reading. Um, they shouldn't have paywalled that one, really. I don't think. But like, you have to. If I think anyone who. I know that lots of people have a an idea about him, and he doesn't matter here. He's not a fucking doesn't matter whether you go, oh well, he's a knob, he's done this, he's done that, he was involved in this. Just just put that to one side and read what the man's written and see what you think about it. Cause I, I think a lot of people will read it and go, This sounds like a good idea. This is expressed really well, you know. And it's, it's there's a clear plan for how for what the issues are, and how you try and at least do something about them. I mean, yeah, I mean the the, the individual, the personality, it's like it, the reality is he is the, this article. He and his other article, when you read his other stuff, he thinks what most unhappy people in the UK think about politics. He thinks the same thing. He literally, yeah. he doesn't care, I said it before, he doesn't care these things under a bus. He literally thinks the same thing. He thinks that politics is rotten to the core. The Tory party is rotten to the core. The Labour Party are useless and um, and, and, and drastic change is needed because otherwise it's going to carry on going the way it's going and the people who are going to suffer are not the politicians. It will be people below. You know, he, he thinks that they line their, their own pockets because they kind of need to destroy by. You know, it, 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 this is just the way it is at the moment. He wants to change that. He thinks it's completely wrong. You know, and when you, if you've got a, if you've got a grievance with him or immediate dislike for him because he was involved with X, Y, or Z thing in the past, Brexit or fucking whatever in the past, like, there's a reason he, he, he ends up in those positions and those highly pro, high profile things that are highly successful and, and surprising and surprisingly successful. Uh, it's because he's really fucking good at planning and analysis. <laughs> he's just an execution, like brilliant at it, brilliant at it, which is why he's there. You know, and if you've got an agreement against him, he just happens to be on the wrong side at the point for what you wanted to happen. Yeah. Going yeah. back to my point at the moment, he 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 thinks there needs to be change, uh, that government is fucked, dysfunctional, for a bunch of reasons, which he, he goes into in the article. And he go, and he goes into all his articles, but here he, he summarises summarize, summarize, summarize. Yeah. Um, uh, I it got it's got me quite excited. The article, about, yeah, I felt that. Before reading that, I couldn't see it. I just think, how do we get out of this? It's like you're just in this, you're in this stagnant, fucking cesspit position where a lot of people are unhappy with the way we're being governed, but you can't really change it because 
the people who can change it are the people we aren't happy with, and they don't want to change it because they're the one governing us. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So one of the interesting <laughs> things about him, he comes comes at things with a, an unconventional mindset. And it's probably worth saying that um, the reason he got involved in the first place with Tory party and Brexit and all that stuff, and he was involved to do with the Euro way back as well. The reason he got involved with that is because he saw it as an opportunity to change. And he thought that the UK being on their own and just being able to like, right, let's try and reset that sort of, let's get a grip of this, basically. He saw that as an opportunity and that he was persuaded by Boris to come back and do that thing. Post winning it, post, he was like, right, okay, let's get on with changing these things. And at that point, it all, COVID happened, it all started to fall to pieces and he got kicked out. So lots of things that he put, he, well, his, him and his team tried to put in place and small changes that happened, which did have some support in places within government that you don't, you wouldn't think, and places within the sort of you know civil service and whatever um, that you wouldn't think it would have. It all, it all basically ended, and it's all been turned off now. So he sees that as a massive wasted opportunity, and this is like the the next chance to do something about those things and sort this shit out. And yeah, he he comes to things from a very unconventional way, which is why. One of the reasons why he's generally successful because he doesn't play the game. He understands the, the political game. He understands how politicians' minds work, how Westminster works, how that whole Whitehall, that whole political structure, he understands how that works. He's been around politics for a long time and he knows that a lot of it is completely useless. And he knows by going through different routes to make things happen, you can not, so you can sidestep that stuff. I don't mean sidestep things legally. I mean sidestep the the stuff that goes wrong, the political games and the careermanship and lining pockets and all that stuff that we don't like about the current political structure. By being very direct and you know indirect, by basically by not playing the fucking game, by not playing their game, um, yeah. he's been able to get things done. So that seems like something that is at least worth a try. Yeah. He doesn't even talk about where this, in the piece, he doesn't talk about where this party sits politically. Doesn't talk about whether it's a left-leaning party, right-leaning party, anything like that. He literally no. talks about these are the issues. This is what this is kind of where we would stand on it. There's no policy, proper policy, um, nothing firm in there. It's just like, this is kind of where we would stand for. This is kind of where we would be. Um, I think those head might be worth, in each section of the, the piece, there's like a headline piece, isn't there? Yeah. Is it worth reading those, going through reading those out and just seeing what general vibe would yeah. be on them? Yeah. I don't know if someone would work with or without context. But uh, well, well, so, hang on a minute. Okay, some of them might work, some of them might not. Um, oh God! Uh, so I mean, it starts off, and he's just gone into everything that's fucking wrong at the minute. Yeah. Uh, like, um, I don't know where to start. So, so some basic, some basic. So look, so a, so a few basic assumptions. I'll just, I'll just. Uh, it's a bullet point these. So he makes some okay. assumptions on why it's a good t so bit which is what why it's a good time to get a startup party going. Uh the original vote leave plan to transform the Tory party is fucked. It would have been so as you said there, like the the vote leave, you saw that as an opportunity. So okay, we let's do this campaign they want us to do, vote leave, get out, but then we can change the Tory party, which which was fucked back then. When was this whatever year it was? Uh, he says it would have been a different story if Boris and Carrie had enjoyed themselves smashing bottles of champagne off boats while vote leave, the Vote Leave team, the team around that campaign, ran number 10 and used the 80-seat majority to, to change the Tory party for good, basically. Okay. Uh, the old parties have failed for decades. They're programmed to fail. They'll carry on failing. Uh, Sunak's approach to PM can't work and Starmer is a dud. Uh, some part of him knows how bad he is at politics, and so does his team. Hence, their approach to the election is, and we'll get more minimalist and risk averse. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, after Stag, after Starmer staggers into number 10, he will fail as PM in highly predictable ways, just like John Major, Gordon Brown, 
David Cameron et al. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The Tory brand is horrific. Uh, the Tory party won't suddenly get good at politics after losing the general election next year. Voters will increasingly demand change. The old parties can't or won't supply it. And this will be even more intense by the general election 2028. So the next two years, you'll see a hideous election showcasing the rot of the old parties, a rapid depression about the new government and the same old Tory horror show, whether it's Kemi B wheeled out by Gove Osborne or an ERG ear or a compromise. It will be obvious outside SW1 that the old system cannot regenerate itself. All this will intensify the tension between A, a great and growing demand for different politics, and B, the old parties don't want to supply it and couldn't if they tried. The best possible environment for a startup to challenge incumbents is what that is. Uh, somebody will seize the opportunity for good over bad. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, does he? He lays it out like a business plan, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Talks about market opportunities and things like that. <laughs> Uh, another bullet point. So MPs see themselves as victims. Across party lines, MPs share the view that they are misunderstood heroes and the voters are ignorant and need platonic guardians, the MPs. Uh, I've watched SW1 through the Northeast Assembly re ref referendum, a massive we hate Westminster signal. signal. Financial crisis, expenses, Brexit, COVID, the Ukraine disaster and cost of living crisis. A principle unites MPs. They cannot absorb how much the whole the public holds them in contempt and they can't help but listen to those pundits who tell them it's unfair. This is so strong that largely forgotten now, the MPs actually spent the last week of the referendum campaign tweeting each other, I love MPs, I heart MPs. Voter contempt for the old parties fueled Brexit. It fueled the 2019 win. SW1 can't face its implications and it will fuel the growth of new political movements. Yeah, so one of, one of his core feelings is that it kind of speaks to what we spoke to last time when you, you, know, the dip, when you are an MP who comes into Parliament and how things work. There is a bubble within, he calls it SW1, so there's a bubble within that world that doesn't really get reflected they don't really see outside of London properly. Um, and certainly when you see the media, there's like when you get in there, it's kind of like being a celebrity. So you get in there and all you're interested in is kind of what the media are saying to you and about you. Because it's the media, the public can't directly talk to you. So the media have to do it. So you get caught in this bubble, and the bubble involves dinner parties and socialising, as well as your general, you know, daily political stuff. So you, you're going to, as a, just a human being, you're going to end up at parties with media people and people within that sort of, that bubble. Who are your mates? They're, they're your friends. You see them for brews, you see them for drinks, but they also write stories about you. And as a human, you can't help getting caught up in that shite. And one you of the major problems is that frozen. that's exactly what happens. They turn up there oh, and that becomes their there. reality. Their actual job of dealing with the hard issues and thinking, that's you know, years in advance, all that stuff that they're actually supposed to do it doesn't necessarily become secondary, but it doesn't become the priority in the same in the way that it should. Um, and that's where they, when he talks about uh, the public being ignored and politicians only being interested in the next news cycle it comes from that so that's when nothing really happens yeah i mean it's it's it, going back to the you know the, those sort of segments of people he, he indicated would be great to get involved in politics he's not that's not for a position of he's not a position of oh let's say we want to get those people in because that'll make us popular no he actually wants those people in those kind of people in. He wants Joe Bloggs in who actually can do things and execute and understand how things, how like life works. Um, another point in here, he says, uh, he says, fundamental to our politics is the shift of talented people out of politics and government. And then the asymmetrical effects on those who oppose the left 
or progressives in inverted commas. There's a vicious circle across the West that keeps almost all the most able people out of politics, government, public service. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of, a couple of big bits in there. There's one thing. He talks about MP pay, doesn't he? Do you remember that bit? Have you got to that bit? Oh, that is excellent. Yeah, he wants, yeah. To, he wants MP pay to fluctuate in line with the median income. Median yeah. income. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Well, that doesn't Are you impressed? Mind. I remember. Uh, yes, I am. I am impressed you remember that. So we have we kind of spoke about MP pay in an episode the other week, um, and that seems like quite a good idea to me. Yeah, people are enjoying this bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can I just read through these suggestions he's got? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. All right. So he's saying uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what sort of policies does this perspective imply? He's saying none will be d- defined. He's just out, he's just outlining outlining these for illustration. And I don't think he, he's I don't think he's positioned himself to be a party leader. He's just suggested how it can help. He's no, he literally says he doesn't even yeah. want to be a major player within the movements of it. It's basically yeah. he knows he's good at getting things going. Okay. He okay. So some policy that could could that sh- could and should be brought in that the party would 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 seek to make policy would be. That uh, the party wouldn't accept any taxpayers' money to fund the party, and they would legislate to end all such payments immediately. So, like campaigns and shit like that. Okay, number two, MP salaries should be linked directly to the rise fall of median incomes. This incentivizes MPs directly, unlike now, to grow the private sector. It means MPs get a pay cut when the private sector is hit. Arguably, all public sector wages should be linked like this to focus everyone's minds on the real costs of all the nightmarish regulation that otherwise neither MPs nor other public sector workers pay attention to. Okay, number three. All expenses instantly transparent in machine-readable form and all share dealings, arguably all MP tax returns too. I have a strong feeling there's a lot more corruption than is realised and many MPs think of themselves as justified in dodgy dealing because my salary is too low, which pundits encourage them to think. Okay, number four. This is number four or five. Number four, recruit ministers from outside parliament. I've done market research since 2004 on this. It's very popular and an open goal. It's also unarguably necessary if you're trying to recruit the best people who, by definition, are almost outside Parliament. The old parties won't do this because their MPs would go insane. As Boris said to me in summer 2020, when I said we should do this to replace Hancock at all, don't do that, MPs would go insane. And then number five, open up the civil service so appointments are open to outside candidates by default with almost zero exceptions. This is also unarguably necessary if you're trying to recruit the best people who, by definition, are almost all outside of Whitehall. The permanent closed cast civil service, as it now works, is one of our greatest sources of fragility and failure. The old parties have the classic problem of incumbents. There's so much to defend. How can we do X when all these groups whom we spend our time trying to appease all oppose X? From BAE to unions, they can't move without hitting this problem. It's true, isn't it? They're just completely hamstrung. Everything just shut down and delayed all of the fucking time. If you want a party that supports big old incumbents and want to keep doing the same as the past 20 years, you can already vote for the old parties. The market opportunity is for a party that is credibly anti-insider, can build, and is future-focused rather than incumbent-supporting, keeping the old boys' network going, basically. You can't argue with any of that. Yeah. No, I don't think obviously it sounds like a pipe dream, doesn't it? So I think, well, you never get that done. But I'd rather but that's that's the response, isn't it? Like there's too much there, you know, you can't do all those things, that'll never work. Like you can have that attitude if you want. You like he's exactly like he says, if that's your attitude and you just won't want to try, don't want to try, do you vote for the parties that you know that are already here? You've already got them. But this is a, an alternative. It's some. It's a better idea. It's something that hasn't been tried for fucking, you know, not in my lifetime properly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's you've got to read the piece. I think I. I mean, I feel Jack, but I kind of feel like just copy and pasting it into a document and just distributing it. 
Yeah, I can PDF it. I PDF his articles and send them to my Kindle to read. Um, yeah, no, you can do I, that then. I could do it. <laughs> I could do that. I know. I know. I, yeah. But yeah, I, I, don't imagine, do I don't imagine <laughs> Dom's, I don't imagine Dom's going to kick off. He's got fucking that guy's. Yeah, his missus is very well off. Like he doesn't. He's not somebody who, which is another good thing. He doesn't need to be doing this. He's not skint. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, but he, he married well, so he's got some cash. He doesn't have to worry about money. He's doing this because he's licked, and he fucking enjoys it. You can tell he fucking loves this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and he knows he's good. he knows he's good doing it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I don't. Agree. It's like another thing about him. There's hundred percent ego there. He's a hundred. Yeah, he's you know he's there is ego, but fucking hell, kind of has a reason to because he's good at what he does. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Like, we, we spoke about this a little bit. Like, would you get involved in it? This is not me putting you on the spot, but like, well, when you, I bet you, when you read it, if I could, if I, I, could, I could get involved with it, with something that resembles what he's talking about here, new startup. If I could, I would. Yeah, that's kind of why I am. I am on it. Um, did you write? Do you write any comments on it? Did you give you details or anything like that? Or say anything at the end of the thing? Call, call, hashtag call me. Yeah. When did you, uh, well, on his, I wrote, on the... Yeah, I did write a comment in there. Oh, did you? So look. Yeah. I don't read it out. I, I, Jen don't read it out. I don't, I don't read to read it out. But yeah. I will. Yeah, so, I will. Please, love <laughs> me, Dom. <laughs> call me. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like that. But it's. I did, I did write a comment basically saying that, you know, this is interesting. And I wouldn't be against it. Um, not I I think for me, I, there's two elements to my personality. Well, there's, there's loads of elements to my personality. I'm fucking weird, but I have to, I do have the service thing, and just there's a you know, basically what I've I wrote something along the lines of that I've you know I I've, I've been thinking about basically washing my hands with this whole thing and just going and living somewhere else. At least for a bit, because I'm just licked with the way the country's going. It's annoying me. But that does feel like losing. And I don't like that. Yeah. Like, I'm not a massively patriotic person. I didn't join the army because I'm a patriot. I joined the army because it looked cool and I wanted to do cool shit with my mates. Um, you know, I don't hate the country or anything like that. But I'm just like, that isn't my motivation for doing stuff. But it does irritate me looking at the country and how it seems to be going down. And there is that service aspect to uh, fucking hell. I've got I've got a horse in my window here. It's got its fucking mega dong just waving at me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, for those who are listening, I do this in my shed, and I've got a big window, and there's a fucking, there's a horse looking at me with his dick. Anyway, um, I do have that service thing within me, which makes you want to go. Well, why am I fucking moaning about this? Shouldn't I do something about this instead of expecting other people to do it? So I do have that, and it irritates me that I have that. So I wouldn't want to get involved, I don't think, in any sort of forward-facing way, because I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm that guy. But I would, it would be the first time I'd ever done anything sort of to do with politics. But I would, I would be happy to contribute in some way to seeing if this idea could work. Yeah. You know? Uh, even if it was, you know, just a little bit of volunteering some time. Uh, yeah. I need also being inside these things is the best way to see if they're being gen. Because I can sit on the outside of this and watch it happen and it all goes down the toilet or it gets sketchy. And I, I don't know why that's happened. If you're in the system somewhere, you can see, oh, this is going to shit. Right. I'm done with it. So, I'm not against it. So I'm I'm watching uh, closely. What are you doing? I have I've PDF it. Oh, have you? Okay, cool. Right. So we'll we'll distribute this because it's worth it's more than anything else. Like, read it. Tell us we're dicks. Tell us this doesn't sound like a good idea. Put your ideas out the, out your head about this bloke who's written it. Imagine someone you like has written it. So if you like you. Imagine if you wrote this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you should do. 
read it like that. Like if your favorite person, if Gary Lineker is your favorite human, imagine Gary Lineker wrote it about starting a new party. It's hard, you know, if you, if it's hard not to read it and go and not agree with most of what he's saying in terms of the current situation. Like I said, he's just fucking slating everything. The reason he he calls it the startup party uh, in some ways, obviously because it would be a start from scratch thing, but he, he respects entrepreneurs, particularly tech entrepreneurs. And he, he respects people who can execute and go from A to B or A to Z, whatever you want to call it. You know, that they're the sort of people he respects. Um, so yeah, talk, talk about tech startups and all that. That's why he's going at the startup party for like the for the moment. Who knows what they would end up being called? But that's why he gives so much emphasis on building. And it's why if you read, actually, who knows what's going to come out in the wash with him about COVID, and what his what his sort of hand and how that was all handled behind the scenes. But I know there was quite a lot of stuff that happened to do with procurement and going and just basically moving outside of established routes in order to make some of the response happen, particularly with like procurement stuff where people, his, the team were told you can't do this. This is not, we have to go this, 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 and this to do it. And um, they did it a different way because there was a need for that to happen in, in their view. Um, and it's that sort of thinking outside of the box and saying, well, why are we doing it that way? That way is inefficient. That's not the best way of doing it. And then people holding their hands up and going, well, it's because, like we were talking about with the incumbent stuff, well, it's because X is like this and X is like that and X owes this, that, and we've said to X this, this is going to happen in the future and we've got to stick to that no matter what's happening here because that's the way we've always done it and you can't just do it this way. His sort of thinking is, no, we should do it the way that works. This is this is the way that should work. So that's how we're going to do it. And it's one of the reasons why he – have you noticed how much he talks about SF? Uh, he mentions them occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I certainly these old pieces. He, he, there's definitely one where he talks about that sort of mindset, um, which is kind of the the – Solving problem solving mindset of should we always do it this way? Can we do it a different way if we get the result we, we need? And I sort of respect that mindset. That mindset's familiar to me. And there's downsides to that mindset as well. You know, you can you can have fuck ups because that mindset. But yeah. <coughs> I just think you should be, certainly when you're running a country. And you want to do it in a serious manner, then you should be doing what's most effective, not what we've always done, unless it's the most effective. You know what I mean? That's a that's a that's a serious thing, and you want your country to be a serious thing, don't you? Run in a serious way by serious people who are concerned with doing their job really, really well. So. Yeah, and I did the overlying theme of it. Of a lot of his stuff is about moving forwards, and what you, what we could actually do if we tried, and that's sort of in keeping. I mean, me personally, subjectively, that's in keeping with my worldview. I see, I look around the world, and I see people trying to tell us to slow down, to do, just to be happy with less to see standards dropping and just be okay with it. Um, I don't like that. I think that's kind of anti-human. I think we should be moving forward and using the sort of everything that makes humans good and have got us to where we are. And you might might think that's a terrible place. I think it's not the worst place ever. Everything that makes humans who we are Use those things to make things better instead of just settling. Don't like settling. Why do we try? Just try. So, yeah, that's kind of where I am in it. I got to the end of it and went, yeah, fuck it. Let's try this. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the next one. People need to have a have a read of it. I'd say I'd say if you're an average speed reader, you're probably looking at an hour and a half to two hours to read that article. But it yeah. is worth reading. I'm two thirds of the way through. I'm reading it in stages. Obviously, I'm not going to sit there for two hours. I'm going to concentrate on sitting for two hours and read it. I um, did. I went. I basically. I I know now <laughs> that is probably what you have to do. Uh, I basically just went and went and sat in the coffee shop. I got a brew. I just sat in the corner with my headphones on and just read it. Um, but yeah, oh, what probably, do you mean? Sorry. Did you listen to it? No. Noise cancelling headphones. You know, there's a function to in Substack where you can press play and it'll it'll uh, uh, AI voice will read the article to you. No, but I I can read, so I in, just in I read app, it. In app, yeah, I in app, discovered it the other. Oh, okay, yeah. no, I didn't know that. No, I, I probably had noise cancelling headphones on and just went into the zone and just read it. Um, yeah, so a very interesting. So we'll both distribute this uh, to our. So, so our fucking discords. Your discord is way better than mine now. I'm, I'm not slagging the seg discord off, but I feel like yeah. most people like you are. What? Sounds what like you, you are. I'm not. Slacking. You're, no, your discord. Your discord is very good because you have more sort of discussions about stuff that I I generally try to stay away from. Like you made a load of. Um, Sector channels within your Discord that I deliberately didn't make because I thought I don't can't be fucked dealing with people talking about this in case these bigger. Well, it's true. That's why when I when I made the Discord, that's what it was about. And I'll do stuff about people's interests, and there'll be some stuff to do with you know things that people might disagree about. But it was I I stayed away from it because I knew that it would be me administrating it most of the time, and I didn't at the time when I built it, I didn't want to go down that road. So yeah. The different, the different thing. Yeah, like my, my I hate how it is literally about discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a fair crossover. A lot of the big players from SEG are also in yeah. the HR, yeah. which makes sense. Um, but yeah, we'll both distribute the PDF thing of this. Give it a read. Come back. Let's, let's talk about it. it. I've put it in mine. I've tagged you so you can grab it and, and share it in yours. Roger. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, what have we done? We've done crazy Hawaii space lasers. Well, we touched on that. Like, we did mention space lasers. Yeah, I mean, the thing on, oh, I don't, I, we're on an hour now. I, I right. don't care. You want to talk about space lasers? We can talk about space lasers. No, no. Oh, I need to knock off and get ready for my next meeting. Um, okay. But uh, I don't see any conspiracies in that Hawaii thing. I don't. I don't. All I see is if people want to find something on it, Google no, go into Twitter and just search space lasers and yeah. sit back and enjoy the entertainment. Fucking crackheads. Yeah. Twitter crackheads claiming that China used space lasers to create the wildfires in Hawaii. I was gonna say China. I've not seen people saying it's China. I've seen people saying it's the US. Uh, yeah. so it's not anyone's fucking space lasers we're talking about. No. It does seem to me that it's convenient that there was a fire exactly where people wanted to develop. It's things like that. It's things like those those theories that completely undermine actual possible theories like this was was targeted stuff to wipe out areas that want to be redeveloped by people who are rich and they haven't been able to do it. Yeah. In exactly the same way as the pub, the derelict pub down the road that can't be knocked down because it's because it's a, a listed building. Oh, it's gone up in fucking flames randomly. That's unusual. Yeah. Well, now it has to be torn down because it's it's a health and safety problem for the street. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. oh, that's convenient for yeah. the, the yeah. people who want to build on it. Happens all the time, all the time. Anyway, anyway, yeah. that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well. <sighs> oh, see, oh, we can't do that. Annoying. There's a thing there. Have you seen what Ben? What? What's his face doing? You got all excited. No, no, no. It's, it's, we can't do it because of how we record this. You see what Ben Powell's been doing, where he does his his podcast and he does a Twitter Spaces live afterwards. No. 
yeah. So Ben Pyle's a uh, guy who knows about climate stuff. Um, Hugh's had him on his podcast. It's a good. He's a good follow, and he seems like a good dude. Hugh spoke to him. Um, he started doing these his podcast, and when he does, he he does he actually does his live. I think, but he does the podcast, and then immediately afterwards, he goes on does the Twitter Spaces, so anyone can come up and he will just chat about it. It's actually similar to the live thing we've been doing. I think that'd be a cool thing to do, but we can't do it because we're doing this before anyone's got. But everyone's getting in their car driving to work now, so it's not something that we could do currently. I think that would be a good thing to do at some point. I don't know. I think you'd be surprised if you did it at seven o'clock. That's when people are getting ready at home. But they're getting ready on it. They're not going to be sat there on the Twitter spaces wanting to talk to you about it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? That's oh. the whole point. It's not, not just going off. It's not meant to be us going off. It's meant to be us talking to people. Mind you, I don't know. We're okay. all sorts of nutbags trying to talk to us. Could try it at some point, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Right. <laughs> Have a nice day. Catch you in a bit. See you later. Bye.